This is Books and Nachos, a podcast for those of us who find excitement in the pages of a good book. Fiction and nonfiction, graphic novels, and more. We're here to help you find something great to read. John Rambo. I say that name, and to anyone alive during the 80s, I'm sure a single vision came to mind. Sylvester Stallone, his long curly hair matted with sweat, his red headband drawn tight, his squint as he aims some weapon, perhaps an exploding arrow at his enemy. Rambo was an icon of the Reagan-era 80s. With the sequel First Blood Part Two, he became the epitome of the American action hero, a war hero returning to win the Vietnam War once and for all. President Reagan even referenced Rambo as a role model for how America should deal with terrorists. There have been Rambo action figures, lunchboxes, video games, and the R-rated movie series was even adapted into a G.I. Joe-like kids cartoon, Rambo and the Forces of Freedom. Rambo, embodied by Sylvester Stallone, is an iconic figure. But with all the imagery that comes to mind with Rambo, it's shockingly easy to forget that the original Rambo movie doesn't have the character's name in the title. It is titled First Blood. And it's even easier to forget that the title is because the movie is based on a novel by that name, written by David Morrell, published in 1972. Thank you for downloading Books and Nachos. I'm Arnie. One of my other podcasts, Now Playing, is currently reviewing all the movies in the Rambo series. And I thought it would be interesting to first go back and read the original novel and see how the character was originally envisioned by his creator long before Sly Stallone became involved. As such, I picked up Morrell's novel, First Blood. Now, to clarify any bias I may have from the films, I have seen the film version of First Blood a small handful of times, and as a kid, I remember liking it for its action, and when I saw it as an adult, I was struck by how moving a story it had, a fact lost through time and sequels, and I remember really enjoying that original film. But I hadn't seen it in several years as I sat down to read this novel, and this review is written before my watching of First Blood for now playing. The story of First Blood, for those that don't know, tells of Rambo, a former Green Beret who earned the Medal of Honor while serving in Vietnam. While in Nam, Rambo had become a prisoner of war and barely escaped the Viet Cong with his life. The book picks up with Rambo back in America, living as a vagrant, hitchhiking from town to town in Kentucky. He's picked up in Madison, Kentucky by Sheriff Teasel, who drives Rambo to the city limits and tells him to keep walking away from Madison. But Rambo had been dismissed like this too many times, teased about his long hair, his beard, and generally shunned by society. Resolute not to take this anymore, Rambo returns to the town and his contest of wills with the sheriff has begun. Teasel eventually arrests Rambo for vagrancy, and Rambo's lack of cooperation adds resisting arrest to the charges. But as Rambo is being taken to the jail cell, he suffers flashbacks from his time as a prisoner in Vietnam and lashes out, killing one of Teasel's deputies. Teasel and his men trail Rambo into the Kentucky backwoods, unaware that they are chasing a highly skilled Special Forces agent, and Rambo fights back, showing that one highly trained man is more dangerous than an entire police force. The novel is one long chase, first with Teasel chasing Rambo, then Rambo chasing Teasel, and the balance of power, the role of hunter and hunted, shifts several times throughout the story. And the story of the book parallels that in the movie in many ways, but a lot of details differ between the two tellings. And as I read, I wanted to experience the story the way Morell had originally intended. As such, I intentionally tried to block out any imagery from the film as I read the prose. I wanted to see Rambo as the author did, a dirty hippie with long hair and a full beard, the 70s st hippie stereotype. And I wanted to see Teasel not as Brian Dennehy, but as the pages describe him. I was somewhat successful, but the characterizations in the film are so iconic that as I read, I did cast Dennehy as Teasel. 
and while I didn't visualize Stallone as Rambo, I couldn't help but hear Stallone's gravelly voice in my head for most of the dialogue. But other than the casting, my not having seen First Blood recently played to my favor, and I was able to take the ride this novel offered with little memory of what would come next, and what a ride it was. First Blood is a book that I find hard to describe without resorting to such cliched hyperbole as an action-packed thrill ride or a page-turner. But truly, such phrases are very applicable to this novel. It's a very tight novel, and the author wastes no time setting up his characters and their conflict, and once the action begins, it is relentless. It doesn't stop until the very last page of the novel. The action is inventive, but also comes off as very realistic, not veering off into the explosive fantasy of the later Rambo films. And despite 230 of the 280 pages being action, it never became repetitive. The story built and escalated, all the while being a violent hunt that never felt tedious. The action comprised the bulk of the novel, and for the action alone, this book is impressive. But there's so much more to this novel than just action. Despite this being Morel's first novel, he quickly establishes characters that are both archetypal and yet still human and relatable. He keeps the cast of characters lean and never resorts to stock characterization. The primary characterizations go to Rambo and Teasel. Despite the films all featuring Rambo, in this book Rambo is one of the main characters, but not the main character. Teasel and Rambo share the spotlight evenly. Morel deftly crafts both characters so that, unlike the movie, neither character is a clear-cut hero and neither is entirely villainous either. In fact, the characters are so similar that they're doppelgangers separated only by a generation. They're both war heroes, Teasel a product of Korea, Rambo a product of Vietnam. Their struggle is personal but also universal with themes that border on Shakespearean and a timelessness that borders on mythic. Their struggle can be seen as old versus young, father versus son, establishment versus rebellion, or simply man versus man. That Morel was able to capture such large themes and express them so well in his first novel is absolutely astounding to this reader. That the book does this without ever slowing down the action is even more so. In the introduction to the novel that Morel wrote in the year 2000 for its current paperback printing, he describes how in the 70s before the film adaptation, First Blood was a book taught in many classrooms, and I can see why. It encapsulates the struggle of the disaffected Vietnam veterans, admittedly in a highly exaggerated way, but describing the post-traumatic stress that many endured before such terms as post-traumatic stress were even in our standard vernacular, and yet its story is also so timeless as every generation resents and ultimately dethrones the one before. And yet, all of this is delivered in an action-packed story that anyone, teen or adult, could enjoy, even if you don't recognize these themes as you read the story of the bloody fight that ensues. Whether you enjoy this book as an action book, or if you enjoy this book as an allegory, or both, you will enjoy this book. I find it remarkable that artistry this book contains has been boiled down in our culture to the basest of elements of violence and mindless gore, to the point of parody in such films as UHF and Son of Rambo. But no matter how watered down the characters become, no matter if you disregard all things as Rambo being lowbrow and base, I highly recommend you check your bias and your mental image of Sylvester Stallone at the door and give the novel First Blood a try. And if you're thinking to yourself, eh, I saw the movie, I know how it ends. No, you don't. The book's ending is completely different from the film's and even completely different than the film's alternate ending, which you may know. I'm not going to spoil the ending of the book here, but what I will tell you is the Rambo in First Blood the novel is not the hero depicted on screen. In the film First Blood, Rambo uses guerrilla warfare to maim and injure, never to kill. In First Blood the novel, Rambo's body count is extreme. Morel himself counts it as over 250 people. 
Morel wanted to write a novel that depicted what would really happen if the Vietnam War was being played out on American soil, and he didn't sanitize it the way the film did. The fatal brutality of war is everywhere in this novel. The filmmakers wanted audiences to cheer for Rambo as a working-class anti-establishment hero. In the book, these things aren't so black and white by any means, and by watering down Rambo in the film, Teasel's Moby Dick-like obsession with capturing the man seems out of place and overdone. Not so in the novel. There are dozens of other differences between the film and the novel. Some major, such as Rambo blackmailing some backwoods Kentucky bootleggers for supplies, and some minor. In the book, Rambo fights off bats in the cave, and in the movie, he fights off rats in the cave. But the biggest difference is that of tone. Here, in the book, Rambo is a bloodthirsty warrior taking no prisoners, and Teasel's a cop with personal problems trying to do the right thing, but perhaps pushing a little too far himself. But you can listen to my thoughts on the film adaptation of First Blood on Now Playing, Venganza Media's movie review podcast that you can hear at nowplayingpodcast.com. Jacob, Brock, and I are reviewing all four of the Rambo films, and I'll be back here on Books and Nachos next week reviewing the novelization of Rambo First Blood Part 2. Now, to be honest, normally I would never dig out a dusty copy of a novelization for a movie, but when I discovered that author David Morrell actually returned to his character of Rambo to write the novelizations for the second and third Rambo films, I was too intrigued to not check it out and see how Morrell's evolution of Rambo differed, if at all, from Sylvester Stallone's interpretation on screen. And then, in three weeks, join me here on Books and Notches as I talk to David Morrell himself about First Blood and his novelization of the Rambo sequels, all right here at booksandnachos.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Books and Nachos. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can catch back episodes at our website, booksandnachos.com. The music for Books and Nachos is The Right Prescription by Chai Weapon, which can be downloaded at podsafeaudio.com. Books and Nachos is copyright 2010, Venganza Media Incorporated.